me is the audio very clear is it very clear everybody just indicate if it is clear okay god bless
Please join Bishop Bismarck for this dynamic message. I'm going to speak to you on a subject this morning, elevated prayer. Last night, we attempted to speak to you on a subject, elevated blessing. We'll try to recap on some of that. But we want to start reading in the book of St. Luke, chapter number 10. Luke, chapter 10. And we're hoping that you can participate with us this morning. Luke 10, starting from verse 30. 30. Luke 10, verse 30. Uh, 30. <laughs> and Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. They stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. By chance a certain priest came by the way and saw him and passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked at him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, came where he was, when he saw him, had compassion on him, went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. Everyone say oil and wine. Nee, nee, nee. Say oil and wine. Oil and wine. Thank you. And set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn, which is the church, and took care of him. On the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence. Everyone say two pence. Two pence. A penny in the Bible is a day's wage. Scripture says there was a certain man that hired people during the course of the day and agreed with each of them for a penny that day. So a penny in the Bible is a day's wage. A day with the Lord is as a thousand years, a thousand years is as one day. So here we see him paying for 2,000 years in full. But the 2,000 years he's paying for is wine and oil. And Joel said, I will restore the wine, the oil, and the bread. So he doesn't say anything about bread here. It's coming. And uh, he gave the man care uh, to the host and said, Whatever you spend more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now, Luke, the book of Luke is divided into verses and chapters as is the rest of the Bible. But originally, as you know, it wasn't written that way. So in Luke chapter number 11, verse 1, is a continuation of that same event. So let's go to Luke 11, verse 1. One of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. What did they say? Teach us to pray. What did they say? Come on, y'all. As John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, and let's say together, let's say the Matthew version which is the traditional version of the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's the Matthew version, Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. But notice what he says in verse 3 of Luke chapter 11. Give us day by day our daily bread. So what he's saying here, he's saying that when the Good Samaritan pulls the man out of the ditch, which is the restoration of man, he gives him wine and oil, 
which is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But he does not give complete revelation knowledge. Bread in the Bible is knowledge, revelation knowledge. Paul said, now we prophesy in part, now we know in part. That's 1 Corinthians 13. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. So he's saying to press into complete revelation knowledge and understanding of who God is and what God does. Look at verse 5, Luke chapter 11, verse 5. The reading continues. Remember that said, teach us to pray. He said, which one of you having a friend shall say to him at midnight, friend, lend me three loaves. How many loaves? How many loaves? So he says at midnight, there's a changing of the day. When does the day change? The day doesn't change when the sun comes up. The day changes at midnight. So he says when the changing of the day comes, there's going to be a revival. People are coming from strange places, and there has to be revelation, knowledge, or bread to support these people at midnight. And he'll say, lend me three loaves. Three loaves is important. How do we think about God? We think about God, we know him as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How do we think about human beings? What are we made up of? We are body, soul, and spirit. When we worship God, we must worship him in spirit and in truth, but we worship him according to Moses' tabernacle in the courtyard, the holy place, the holiest of holies. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forever. Now abideth faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. So we have three loaves to restore every distinct part of our existence and life. And then he says, a friend of mine, he's in verse 6, he's come from a journey. I have nothing to set before him. And he says, he will say, don't trouble me, the door is now shut. My children are in bed. I cannot rise to give you bread. Verse 8, I say unto you, though he will not rise to give him because he is a friend, he will give him because of his importunity or his persistence. In other words, if you're going to press into this level of knowledge, revelation, and this level of understanding, it's going to be because of a level of intercessory prayer or persistence. Everybody put your hand on your head. Father, we pray for a release of prayer that's going to release knowledge, information, solutions to deal with our problems and our situation in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says that Jesus was the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And the fact that he was the bread of life implies then, in my own terminology, that Mary, his mother, was the bakery. She was the incubator. She baked the loaf. And uh, for her to carry this level of intercessor, this level of, of revelation knowledge, it was impossible for this level of revelation, this level of solution to be carried without the backing of intercessory prayer. Mary was barely 16 years old when she gave birth to Jesus. And any time you birth a major event in your life, it is always preceded by intercessory prayer. So look what God did. He took two intercessors, Anna and Simeon, and put them in the temple 
about 70 years before Mary gave birth to Jesus. So you had intercessory prayer being offered decades before Jesus is brought into the world for the revival that is necessary in America, for the revival that is necessary around the world. It has to be preceded with significant intercessory prayer. There has to be the kind of prayer that pushes in so that we have power word, power demonstration, power in our ministries, that we serve notice on the devil way in advance as to who we are and what God is doing through us. The disciples were very clear. They said, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. In other words, John the Baptist taught his disciples how to pray. And this is what he did. The Bible says of John, John was a voice crying in the wilderness. That word crying literally means that. It means he was out there in the bush praying for 18 years before Jesus' ministry was released. When John turned 12 at his bar mitzvah, instead of going to be trained as a priest, John was summoned to the wilderness. And there, for 18 years, every day, praying for 18 years for the ministry of his young cousin Jesus, who was the Christ. Jesus' ministry was preceded by an anointing of Elijah that was on John the Baptist with deep intercessory prayer. And the effectiveness of Jesus' ministry was not just because he was Jesus or because he was God. It was preceded by almost 100 years of dynamic, impactful prayer. Firstly, by Anna and Simeon. Secondly, by his mother. And then by John Baptist and those that he trained. Everyone say pray. Everybody say pray. Everybody say pray again. Prayer is extremely important for what has to come to America. America needs a visitation of the move of God like it's never had before. The kind of prayer that's needed to turn Europe around is so impactful in that. That prayer has to be positioned where it moves a post-Second World War Europe to what it experienced in the early 1900s in terms of the outpouring of God's blessing. Any place that we have been to in the last number of years where we've seen God move impactfully has been preceded by dynamic intercessory prayer. Now let me show you how this starts to work in your life. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, pray through me. Speak through me. Use me in prayer. Now, the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 10, if you give a righteous man a gift in the name of a righteous man what do you get a righteous man's reward what do you get if you give a righteous man a gift in the name of a righteous man what do you get you get a righteous man's reward well what is a righteous man's reward if 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 i want a righteous man's reward i should know what it is right because if, if a righteous man's reward is hell then I may not want to give a gift because I may not want to have hell in my life. But the Bible tells us what a righteous man's reward is. James says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So this is what he's saying. He says, if you take a gift 
And you give it to a righteous man. You give a gift to a righteous man. Small, but it's a gift to a righteous man. You get a righteous man's reward. Well, this is the principle. If you are living in a season where your prayers are not being answered, and you want your prayers to be answered, you find a righteous person, you take them a gift. When you take a righteous person a gift, you enter into a season of the righteous person's reward, where now you enter into a season where your prayers are now about to be answered. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? I'm going to preach here in a minute, but I'm going to lay my work down. Watch me very carefully. Watch me carefully. Chapter number 20, verse 7 of the book of Genesis. Abimelech was, uh, had taken Sarah, Abraham's wife. And God said, I'll cut you if you touch this woman. Go to Abraham and let him pray for you. The Bible says Abraham was a righteous man. It was imputed unto Abraham because of his obedience to be righteous. And he said to Abimelech, Abraham will pray for you. Verse 17, 18, and 20 of Genesis 20. Abraham prayed for Abimelech. The Bible says of Abimelech, God healed his land, healed his people. In other words, he took a gift to Abraham. He gave seven rams. When Abimelech gave a gift to Abraham, a righteous man, God reversed his plight and answered his prayer. So listen to me. If you are in a season where you've been praying and you're desperate for your prayer to be answered, find a righteous person. Give them a gift. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, says that he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The person next to you might be the person that can unlock a season of answered prayer in your life. If you give a prophet a gift in the name of a prophet, what do you get? What do you get? All right. So I'm going to give a prophet a gift. Amen. When I give a prophet a gift in the name of a prophet, I get a prophet's reward. Now, what, what is a prophet's reward? What is a prophet's reward? A prophet's reward is fulfillment of prophecy. Because if I, if I pray for you, and I say, Nicole, next year, this time, God is going to give you twin boys. <laughs> That's not a prophecy. I'm just saying, baby. Amen. <laughs> so if I prophesy to you and say you're about to have twin boys, my reward as a prophet, I can, just say, I can say that to anybody. It's just words when I say it. But my reward as a prophet is when that prophetic word is fulfilled. So if you are sitting here and you've got a lot of prophecies over your head that have not been fulfilled, find a prophet, give them a gift in the name of a prophet, you'll then enter into a season where prophecies that have been hanging over your head start coming to a place where they are going to be fulfilled. The devil is a liar. Amen. I gave a prophet a gift this morning. God's about to answer some prophecies over my life. And devil, you better step out my way because I'm in a season where God's not only answering my prayer, God's about to fulfill prophecy. Oh, it's going to be good here in a minute. Watch me carefully. Watch me. 
Why do you bring an offering to an apostle's feet? Why do you bring an offering to an apostle's feet? If I put an offering at, at Pastor Holland's feet, if I put an offering here, why, why do I do that? It's not because I'm being humble. That might be true. It might be, it might, it's not because I'm being submissive. That's true too. But the reason you put an offering at an apostle's feet is because you want to walk in the grace of that apostle. <laughs> Hallelujah. So watch me carefully. Watch me. Watch me. If you are trying, if you're a preacher and you're trying to finish a building or you're trying to finish a house, find an apostle that has an anointing to finish buildings. If you put an offering by their feet, you walk in the grace that they are walking in. If you are going through hell, if the devil's fighting you everywhere, you're being fought, find your man of God. Put an offering at their feet and the grace that they walk in. The Bible says in the book of Matthew 26 and in the book of Luke 7, there was a woman that walked into a boys meeting where Jesus was preaching. And she broke an alabaster box of oil on Jesus' feet. Remember that? She never put the oil on his head. She put the oil on his feet. And the minute she put the oil on his feet, everybody was so mad at her. Jesus said, this woman, because of what she has done, everywhere my name is preached, she will have her name mentioned too. Because she put an offering at his feet, she walks in the same grace that Jesus walks in. You lying devil, God's about to answer my prayer. God's about to fulfill my prophecy. God's about to make a way where there's been no way. God is about to open doors in my life. I'm about to experience a breakthrough. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is coming on my life. Hallelujah. Can I preach for two more minutes? Can I preach for two more minutes? Shout answered prayer. What you have prayed for and what you have believed for. Miracles are coming in your life. Miracles of provision. Miracles of breakthrough. Miracles of anointing. Miracles of strength. Breakthroughs coming in your life. Shout three times I received my miracle. Clap your hands and praise Him. <laughs> I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost coming in this room right now. Hallelujah. 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 Say yes. Watch me. Just, just watch me. Watch me. Watch me. The woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Remember that? She was hemorrhaging, which meant that she could not get pregnant. She was having a prolonged period. She could not get pregnant. So the Bible says that if a woman is on a monthly period, she's not allowed to go to the temple. And the Bible says because she's unclean. The word unclean is not a good translation. Because it gives the application 
of, of being dirty. That's not what he's saying. He's saying she's unclean. The word unclean there actually means she's unproductive. She's unproductive. Because in that season she cannot get pregnant. Are the ladies with me? Amen. So I got that part right. So we're saying when you go to church, the word of God is so powerful, when it hits your spirit, you should get pregnant. And if, it, if you don't get pregnant, a curse can come on you. The Bible says for every person that's disobedient or rejects the word of the Lord, a curse comes upon their life. So the Lord says instead of you getting cursed, stay at home. So the woman of the issue of blood was hemorrhaging for 12 years. She had not been in church for how many years? 12 years. The Bible says in Exodus, in Leviticus 15, that when a person comes into the presence of the Lord, and they look at the high priest, on the hem of the high priest's garment are two things, a bell and a pomegranate. A bell and a pomegranate. So the woman with the issue of blood, when she left her house, the reason she had to touch the hem of his garment and not his hand was when she touched the hem of his garment, she touched the pomegranate, the fruitfulness of Jesus' life. When you come to a service like this, don't mind the person that is standing next to you because you might have been in a season. Huh? Where you needed a touch from God. Something just jumped on me. I'm going to preach it out. So when you come to a service like this. And you need your prayers to be answered. And you need prophecy to be fulfilled. Tell the person next to you, excuse me. I'm about to touch the hem of his garment. My God, I got a pepper up in here. Hallelujah. God's about to bless somebody here. For the last 90 days, everything's been going wrong. But devil, you can go to hell in this service. I'm about to touch God. I'm about to touch something in Him. Hear my prayer. Answer my prayer. Move on my behalf. I come against demonic attack. And I come against demonic lack. We come against provisions that are of devil. I come against famine and barrenness. And I make a declaration. Give me this day. Give me this moment. My daily bread. God's about to give you bread. If you don't get it, knock again. If you don't get it, knock again. If you don't get a breakthrough. Pray until, pray until, pray again. Tell three people, pray again. If you're still not married, pray, baby. If you still want to have that baby, pray. If you still want that miracle, pray. If you still want to break through, pray with all your heart. If you still want to go to the next level, Pray. Open up your mouth and pray. If you don't have words, start praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray. Give three people a high five and say pray. Pray, baby. Pray. 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 Pray.
Fight him in the street. Fight him in your house. Fight him on Interstate 20. Fight that devil. Fight him. Devil, don't mess with me. I got the power. The power of God. Bless him. Bless Lord. Bless me. Anoint my family. Can I preach for two more minutes? I said, can I preach for two more minutes? In Matthew chapter 17, Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration. And the Bible says he was transfigured before his disciples. And the scripture then says, appearing with Jesus was Moses and Elijah. Notice Moses and Elijah. They are the world's greatest intercessors. The world's most outstanding intercessors. Moses convinced God and Elijah changed his mind. The Bible says Elijah prayed that it would not rain. And it didn't rain for three and a half years. And the Bible says he prayed that it would rain. And the rain broke through. So just before Jesus is crucified, he stands on the mountain with two intercessors. Notice the intercessors. It was Moses, not Joshua. It was Elijah, not Elisha. Jesus was meeting with the fathers, not sons. There are only certain kinds of prayers that fathers can pray. Devil, don't mess with my children. I'll tear your gizzard out. Fathers, in this service, you got to help me pray for America. Fathers, in this anointing, you have to help me pray for Dallas, Texas. Fathers, in this service, you got to pray for your sons and daughters. Call on God for your nation. Call on God for your people. Call on God for your blessing. Moses was praying. Elijah was praying. And Jesus was praying. And heaven opened over their head. Shut open heaven three times. Give him a praise for open heaven. Pray, 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 pray again, pray until, pray at midnight, pray in trouble, pray when it's going good, pray on 45, pray down 35, pray on loop 12, pray until you move the devil, pray until you give him a headache. Pray until you come out of jail. Pray until your children come out of drugs. Take your children out of the gang. Don't let them go pray. Pray. Jesus said this kind only moves with prayer and fasting. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Blessed. Blessed. The blessing of the Lord. 
upon your life. He's a saving God. He's a healing God. He's a blessing God. He's an anointing God. He's a miracle God. He's a loving God. He's a blessing God. He's a breakthrough God. God opens doors. God will open doors for you. And God will make a way for you. And God will bless you and you. And God will make a way where there's been no way. Pray. 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 Bible says when they had prayed the place where they were assembled together was shaken 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 shake someone just shake them pray until you're shaken 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 pray until you're shaken pray until the Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent, I'm taking it back. The violent, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Clap your hands and praise him one more time. Ah, yeah. Thank you for joining Bishop Tudor Bismarck for this powerful teaching. Chabula New Life Ministries is empowering millions of people around the world through dynamic preaching and teaching, humanitarian aid, and many other ministry efforts. For additional information and resources from Bishop Tudor Bismarck, please visit our website at www.chabula.org or call 469-272-7337. We look forward to serving you in the kingdom. Bishop Tudor Bismarck. Bishop Bismarck is an apostolic voice to the nations with a clear message. Building God's kingdom and empowering God's people. Today's teaching will unlock some kingdom principles that will give you access to the life God originally designed for you to live. You will be challenged to possess the promises of God for your life. And now, please join Bishop Bismarck for this dynamic message. Last night, uh, we spoke for a few minutes on the subject, uh, Elevated Blessing. This uh, previous, the last service, we spoke on, for a few minutes, Elevated Prayer. This service is Elevated Prophecy. And uh, we want to just tap into a very significant anointing here. Scripture reading. Let's read uh, Romans chapter number 12, starting from verse... I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's verse 1. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me that uh, to unto me and to every man that is among you to think not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think according as God dealt with every man the measure of faith say the measure of faith and then he goes on to say in verse number 4 for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office so we being many are one body in Christ and every one members of one another having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given us where the prophecy let us prophesy let us prophesy according to the measure of faith prophesy according to the measure of faith prophesy according to the measure of faith say after me prophesy according to the measure of faith so Paul is not saying that it's the pastor's job he's saying we must all prophesy according to the measure of faith but the fact that you prophesy number one doesn't make you a prophet and number two it doesn't make you prophetic it just means that you have prophesied everyone say prophesy say prophesy all right all right let's read uh, one more scripture let's go to chapter number 20 verse 20 of second chronicles Chronicles 2020. This is Jehoshaphat speaking to uh, his army come choir that was going to fight the enemy with a choir. And so they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me. O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prophesy. So shall you prosper. Believe his prophets, you will prosper. Believe his prophets, you will prosper. Father, thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. The spirit of prophecy comes upon every one of us. It's not just speaking positively. Scripture says death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. The scripture says that. The scripture does say a man's belly shall be satisfied from the fruit of his lips. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. So in essence, what you say, you become. What you say reproduces in your life however there's a step that's slightly higher than just being positive or saying something positive it's the spirit of prophecy and the apostle paul says that we all may prophesy let's go to first corinthians 14 and let's prove that to you follow after love verse 1 and desire spiritual gifts follow love desire spiritual gifts but rather that you may prophesy. He said, follow love, 
desire spiritual gifts. All right. But rather that you may prophesy. Tell the person next to you, prophesy. 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 For he that speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to men, uh, but he speaks to God. For no man understands him, howbeit by his spirit he's praying mysteries. So when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, when you pray intensely, you are building yourself. You're, you're growing inside. The Apostle Paul said in verse 18, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. So praying in the Spirit is very important. But he said, I rather that you may prophesy. There's the office of the prophet, and there's the prophetic gift. But the fact that you prophesy doesn't make you a prophet. Amen? Don't say that to you, the Bismarck said, I'm a prophet. You is not. <laughs> but every person in the room has been made eligible to prophesy. Joel 2.28. Joel 2.28. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So when we're dealing with prophecy then, it's calling a position that does not exist, Romans 4:17. We call a position that does not exist, that we want to see come into manifestation. We speak that into manifestation. So when we're dealing with prophecy on this level, we bring it to its lowest common denominator, which is number one, you have to prophesy on yourself. Because physically, it becomes virtually impossible for myself, Kim Clement, Pastor Hayes, anybody that's standing here, Brother David or Nicole or anybody else that's in ministry, to physically prophesy on every person in the room. There's several thousand people here. It becomes physically impossible to do that. So, there could be somebody here saying, I hope he got a word for me. Yeah, I hope he's going to speak or call me out. Amen. Uh, you with the blue eyes over there. Amen. Come. Oh, that's going to be half the white folks in this room. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. But in the lowest common denominator of prophecy, it is your right, your scriptural right. It is the God-given covenantal right for you to prophesy on your life. And so I do this all the time. I prophesy on my life all the time. I prophesy I have a great heart. Bismarcks around the world, customarily for generations, have died of heart failure. My best cousin on the Bismarck side, Ashley Bismarck, died in front of his kids a number of years ago in the month of May on a lake in Kariba in Zimbabwe. He died of a heart attack. They were in the middle of the lake. There was no way they could get any help to him. His kids saw him die. Tragic. And the devil has spoken so many things because so many Bismarcks have died of heart failure. And that sneaky little scoundrel is trying to tell me, no way, I have the gift of prophecy with my whole heart. So I prophesy, my heart's great. Amen. I prophesy all the time, I am dark and lovely. You, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I prophesy my kidneys are strong. I'm in good health. My mind is sharp. Amen. Don't wait for somebody to prophesy on you. Prophesy on yourself. 
Wake up in the morning and prophesy good success. Prophesy my steps are ordered of the Lord. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to bed tonight knowing that prophetically I'm walking in my prophetic destiny. Ow! Tell the person next to you, prophesy. It's not enough to be cute, amen. You have to prophesy. Speak on your life. Prophesy. Prophesy out of me is coming success. Out of me are coming new ideas. Out of me, my company is going to the next level. Out of me, I will not die. I will live to fulfill the works of the Lord. Out of me, I'm seeing the blessing. And then you take it to the next level, which is you prophesy on the person next to you. You start with your children. I prophesy my children are successful. Their life is secure. Their destiny is secure. They will not die weak-minded. They will not die prematurely. They will not die broke and poor. They will not die sick and meager. I prophesy good success and blessing upon their life. Get a hold of those kids. You prophesy on them. You are not leaving the house of God. You're not going to be stuck in a gang somewhere. You're not going to be stuck in some drug culture. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. You are marrying straight and up. My God, I feel a James Brown something coming on me. Prophesy on those children. Don't be lazy. Open your mouth and prophesy. Prophesy on their bed. Prophesy on their life. Prophesy on their future. Call their husband and wife right now. They might be two years old, but start. By prophecy, you can prearrange their marriage. You tell that girl, you're not marrying who you want to marry. I prophesied a man for you. I prophesied a wife for you. Prophesy years down the road. Abraham prophesied four generations down the road. Then the third level is you prophesy to the person next to you. Whoever's sitting next to you. They better have a prophetic word for you. They better have something prophetic to say about you. Amen. If you're not sitting next to somebody that's prophetic... I uh, just kind of like change seats right now. <laughs> and the reason for this is because you never remain constant as a human being. Today we up, tomorrow we down. Amen. Tomorrow we're not feeling so good. Tomorrow we chemically imbalanced, or we had a difficult week, or the devil attacked us, or we lost our job, or we got a promotion, or the IRS came for us, and you know Mike Tyson threatened to come spend a week with you and. Uh, just crazy things. So when you come to church, you're coming to a place of refuge, a place to receive something. And if you've got somebody that's right next to you that's prophetic, amen, they could turn around and say, Hakamasha, I prophesy good success on your life. But if you're sitting next to somebody that's sleeping all the way through service, like, took a fine time to leave me, love What's up with you? Just point at the person next to you. You see, because when you come into a place like this, you are going to need to get something transmitted in your life. Amen. So, so here's your first homework. Just put your hand on somebody's shoulder and just prophesy a blessing on their life. It doesn't have to be King James. Just prophesy blessing. Good health. Twin boys. Amen. I don't know. Twin boys, Nicole. Amen. Blessing. I prophesy blessing and prosperity. Say, I receive. Put your hand here. Prophesy blessing in your life. 
Amen. Put your hand on somebody in front of you. Say, I prophesy success in your life. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Open your mouth and prophesy. Amen. This is the place to release it. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Oh, you can feel something rolling in. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. This is going to be good. Now, let's go to the prophetic process. Genesis chapter number one, 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. That's Genesis. Uh, that's John chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God's Spirit moves on that dark place. Watch verse 3. And God said. Verse and God saw verse 5 God called so you say it you see it you name it mm. that's the prophetic process you say it you see it you name it that's with everything you do in life the reason we don't have much is because we don't name it nobody can take your song away from you you saw it and you named it. What you name, you keep. If you don't name it, someone else will name it. And they'll claim it for themselves. The devil is a liar. Now watch how this works. The Bible says in John, in Matthew 10, verse 40-ish in there. If you give a righteous man a gift, in the name of a righteous man, you get a righteous man's reward. What is a righteous man's reward? A righteous man's reward is answered prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if I give a righteous man a gift, in the name of a righteous man, I am now going to enter into a season of answered prayer. Now watch me carefully. If you are in a season where your prayers need to be answered, bring a gift to a righteous man. Prophetically, when you put your offering in, you are claiming you have the right. You have the right to claim a season of answered prayer. If your prayers are not being answered, amen. You can believe God for a season. Abraham was a righteous man. God said, God said, I cannot destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because Abraham must be told. So Abraham prayed several times to save Sodom and Gomorrah and God would not destroy it. As long as the righteous man prayed, Sodom and Gomorrah were safe. As long as you are covered by righteous man's prayers, the season of answered prayer comes in your life. How many of you need your prayers answered? I need my prayers answered. There's a way to do it. Give a righteous man a gift in the name of a righteous man, you get a righteous man's reward. The Bible says, if you give a prophet a gift, where's my gift? Amen. If you give a prophet a gift, in the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. Amen. So if I give, Pastor Holland has prophesied throughout the world, in many, many countries, developing countries, he's prophesied. So if I give a prophet a gift in the name of a prophet, I get a prophet's reward. What's a prophet's reward? A prophet's reward is fulfillment of prophecy. Fulfillment of prophecy. So if I prophesy on you, sir, if I prophesy on you that God's about to bless your, bless your company, 
and out of your spirit is coming a multi-million dollar prospect. When I say that, it's just words. But my fulfillment as a prophecy is when that word comes to pass in your life. So when you give a prophet a gift in the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. That means every person that has unfulfilled prophecy in your life, you're about to enter a season where God's about to fulfill your prophecy. Shout, I receive. Shout, I receive again. Why do you put an offering at an apostle's feet? The reason you put an offering at an apostle's feet, let me find an apostle, amen. The reason you put an offering at an apostle's feet is that you want to walk in the grace of that apostle. If I put that offering there, it's not because I'm being humble, that might be it. But when I put an offering at the apostle's feet, I want to walk in the grace that that apostle is walking in. So if you can't finish your building, if you can't finish your business, find an apostle that does put an offering at their feet, and you walk in the grace that the apostle walks in. Amen. Someone say, I receive. Say, I receive. Now watch how the prophetic gift is going to work in your life. In the book of Genesis chapter 20, Abraham is going to prophesy, watch, he's going to prophesy on Abimelech. And he says to Abimelech, watch me carefully, he says when he prays for Abimelech, God healed him and ended the barrenness. So prophecy brings healing and prophecy ends barrenness in your life. I prophesy and enter barrenness. I prophesy significant healing in your life. I prophesy a spirit of breakthrough upon your life. Raise your right hand and say, I receive every prophetic word. I have a right to that word. And I walk in the fulfillment of that word. I am blessed by that word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now watch. I love this, this verse right here. The scripture says in chapter number 9 of the book of 1 Samuel that Saul was looking for his donkeys. Remember that verse? He's looking for his donkeys. And his servant says to him, let's take an offering to the prophet. So when they take an offering to the prophet, Saul says to Samuel, I'm looking for my father's donkeys. And he gives him the offering. Samuel says to him, he says, I want you to come to my house. And have a meal with us there. So he thinks the prophet is going to tell him your donkeys are found. He was looking for what he thought he had lost. When in actual fact God was actually restoring to the man his destiny. So they go to Ramah and they sit in Samuel's house and have a meal. The scripture says that the, 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 the cook prepared a meal of shoulders. Samuel said to Saul, you have to eat the shoulder for lunch. The shoulder is going to be a meal of government. The Bible says the government shall be upon your shoulder. So the animal that the part of the animal he was to eat was a metaphoric position that you are not just looking for donkeys, you are looking for kingship and rulership. So you have to eat the shoulder. And when he began to eat the shoulder, he was actually eating his prophetic destiny. He was eating the fulfillment of his life prophetically. And sometimes when you are looking for what you thought you lost, God is actually bringing you to a place to reveal to you that what you thought you were lost is actually not what you lost at all. And then he says to Samuel, Samuel says to Saul, he says, when you leave this place in chapter 10, you are going to go to Bethel. And there you will see a number of prophets. 
And when you come into the company of prophets, you will prophesy with them. And you will be turned into another man. So when you begin to prophesy, prophecy turns you into another man. You may be just struggling, starchy, finding it very difficult to make ends meet. But when you begin to prophesy and you begin to release the word prophetically, when you begin to speak every day in your life, you start being turned into another man. You start being turned into another person. Now watch me. In Zimbabwe, where it's been very challenging and very difficult, Chichi and I, in our home, we've not had running water in our home since March last year. Since March last year. I can bath out of a cup, amen. Literally. And, uh, but, but that does not discourage us. It's never made us feel down or low. Because every morning we get up, we've been prophesying on that nation. We've been prophesying change and growth and development. Amen. And, and it's not just being uh, an individual with a positive mental attitude. No, it's standing on our prophetic right. We are declaring that it's a nation unto God. That it's a nation that's going to be blessed. That all kinds of doors will significantly open. That God has not forsaken His people. We are drawing strength from Scripture. Drawing strength from testimonies. Drawing strength from what's been spoken even in this place. And enacting that and believing it. When you are prophetic, you have to apply. You have to believe. You have to speak it. You have to receive it. You can't be lazy. You have to make sure that when you push prophetically, that when you push prophetically, you will not be denied. That you will not be denied. That it will not be delayed. That God will work acceleration in your life. Shout three times, prophesy. Man. In this season, even your enemies will prophesy blessing on your life. There's one place in the scripture where Saul wanted to kill David. In chapter 19 of 1 Samuel. Saul wanted to kill David. And so when he came to fetch David, the Bible says the Spirit of God came on Saul. And Saul started prophesying on the man he was trying to kill. In fact, <laughs> this is so funny. The Bible says in chapter 19 that Saul took off his clothes and he was totally naked. Imagine, the king took off all his clothes, his kingly robes, and began to tell David, you the man. I mean, you are the man. In this season, whatever enemy has risen against you, they're going to strip themselves naked and make themselves vulnerable. Whether it's a bank trying to take your house or a company trying to take your job, or a devil trying to take your mind, or sickness trying to take your health. That thing's about to be stripped off completely, and they will prophesy that you are still the man, that you are still blessed, that you are still favored, that you are still highly exalted. I prophesy strength in your life. Every enemy that's risen against you, against your family, cannot stand. In this season, prophesy your breakthrough. Prophesy your strength. I'm nearly there. Hey Amen. I'm nearly there. Let's go to First Kings, Second Kings, chapter number thirteen, and then we're through. 2 Kings chapter 13, starting from verse 14. 
Elisha was fallen sick, that he died. Elisha was fallen sick, that he died. And there's a young king who's looking for destiny. And the Bible says he comes to, his name is Joash, the king comes and he weeps, wept over the face of Elisha. And says, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof. So the Bible says in verse 14 that Elisha was sick and died. Here's a king who needs a word from God. He comes to the prophet and he weeps over the prophet. And he raises up the prophet because the prophet's life was not yet complete. Elisha had prayed for a double portion of anointing, but up until this point, he had not fulfilled twice as many miracles as Elijah. And so it was important for the young king to resurrect the prophet so that the prophet's reward could be given. So when he prays for him, Elisha, according to the scripture, is raised from the dead. So the first thing about prophecy or the prophetic gift is that when you position yourself for a prophetic moment, what was dead is resurrected. What was taken away from you has to come back. The spirit of restoration has to sit upon your life. What was promised even generations ago has to be given to you just because you desire a word from the Lord. God has a word for someone in this room, but you have to want it to be released. Because when God activates the prophetic in your life, even if you've become cynical or calloused or hardcore or unbelieving, even if you are at a place where, well, it's just Sunday, it's Father's Day, I better show up in church, and you might be a cynical person. When God begins to work prophetically in your life, all the knots over your head begin to be untied. All of the death sentences on your life have to be reversed. Amen. 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 So let's read a scripture now uh, and show you how this is going to work in your life. Uh, Amos chapter 9 verse 14. And in the scripture we're going to see the benefits of how the prophetic gift is going to work in your life. As God begins to articulate your breakthrough and articulate your elevation and position your anointing. It's in this time when God articulates this in Hosea 9 verse 14 that God begins to rebuke the devourer for your namesake. Say rebuke the devourer for my namesake. So prophetically, when God begins to rebuke this devourer, watch what happens. He says, and I will bring again the people, my people of Israel, I will bring them out of captivity. And I will rebuild the waste cities. And I will plant again their vineyards. So any area that's been distraught, broken down in your life, when you start to prophesy, your word goes deep into the ground of life and starts to resurrect what is not in manifestation in your life. You can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't taste it, you can't smell it. But in your knower, you know it. You just know it. Amen. And people around you may criticize or might be filled with disdain against your position. But in your knowing of all, I just know it. I just know that Zimbabwe is going to be one of the greatest nations that God has ever raised. Well, how do I know that? Well, there's no way, mom, that a nation can go through so much hell without there being some divine purpose for it. Why would the devil fight us so hard if there was nothing? Duh! 
Why would he spend all that time if there was nothing happening in that country? But the devil and his mother-in-law, you know where they can go this morning. There must be something significant in Zimbabwe. So the more he fights us, we don't cry. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I have a promise that if I open my mouth and prophesy, Ezekiel, can these bones live? You lying devil, what you thought you destroyed is coming up again. The blessing of the Lord is coming up, pressed down. Good measure, shaken together and running over. So don't just sit there, open your mouth. If your children are giving you trouble, don't dial 911. Get some oil. Start splashing it around the house and start prophesying. Get up. My children shall live. Amen. If the devil, if a witch kills a black cat and nails it to your door, barbecue that cat. Hallelujah. Don't sit there. You got to prophesy. Don't allow your valley of dry bones to go untouched. You have to open your mouth and make a declaration. The prophetic is on me. The Bible says, prophesy according to the measure of faith. The faith that is in me. I make a declaration now that my steps are ordered of the law. Hey, yeah, yeah. Can I preach for two minutes in my crocodile skin shoes? I want you to know that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and it comes with no sorrow. Can I push a little in the heavens? So milk this atmosphere. God wants to release a blessing for you and you and you. But you have to prophesy. I'll never be the same. My enemies cannot touch me or harm me. Prophesy where you are. Prophesy on your future. Prophesy on your neighbor. Don't allow your neighborhood to go to hell. Prophesy on your neighborhood when you get home. Tell that neighborhood, get up. Get up. Get up. Tell your Uncle George, get up. Tell your grandfather, get up. Tell your father on the 17th green, get up. Speak a blessing today. Don't close your mouth, prophesy. I want you to give three people a high five and say, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. I prophesy on single mothers. This is the best day you've ever had. I prophesy on those that are unemployed. An entrepreneur spirit is about to jump on your back. In the name of Jesus. Prophesy on your hands. Prophesy on your hands. You're about to build. Prophesy on your feet. Prophesy on your head. 
prophesy on your body, prophesy on your checkbook, prophesy on your money, prophesy on your ministry, prophesy on your work, prophesy on your life. In this anointing, I can't help you. In this anointing, I can't help you. You have to help yourself. Because I can put chicken in front of you. I can put chicken and dumplings. Oh my God, hallelujah. What just hit me? Hallelujah. I can put crispy chicken, black-eyed peas. I feel something pushing now. Green beans, sweet potato pie, uh, chocolate pie better. Amen. I can put all of that before you. But if you don't eat it, in this anointing, I can't help you. You have to help yourself. You have to press in for yourself. You have to be wild in this anointing. Speak it. Open your mouth. Speak it. Don't cry. Speak it. Prophesy. Ah! Oh! Oh! Prophesy. Come on. 60 seconds. Prophesy. I prophesy a long life. I prophesy a good life. I prophesy every weapon against me is destroyed. I prophesy he has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. I prophesy every stumbling block is a stepping stone. I prophesy a season of open doors. I prophesy an open heaven. I prophesy favor. Favor. Blessing. I prophesy good days, blessed days, anointed days, revelation. Tell the person next to you, I can't help you. You got to help yourself. I can't help you. You have to help yourself. Push on the heavens. Something's about to be released. Push. Push on the heavens. Push, 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 push just a little. Push. God's about to answer your prayer. changing in the heavens the atmosphere is turning in the heavens numbers 11 in numbers chapter number 11 the Lord said to Moses choose 70 elders I'll take my your spirit and put it on them and that happened but me me dad and Eldad sound like Father's Day were stuck in the tent and they began to prophesy. And one of the men said to Moses, Me, Dad, and Elder are prophesying in the tent. Stop them, forbid them. And Moses made this statement. He said, Forbid them not. I would that all of God's people were prophets. Raise your hand. Thank you for joining Bishop Tudor Bismarck for this powerful teaching. Chibula New. God bless everybody in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoyed the program for today. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for being here. Um, everybody that enjoyed, uh, one of the things that I want you to understand is um, your um, reward from a prophet. Like giving to a prophetic ministry is a very, very important thing. Anything that you are looking for, anything that you want to secure, you have to be rewarded 
God gives reward for your deeds. Now, I'm praying for everybody here on this platform right now that whatever good thing or whatever good deed that you have done or performed for God, may you be rewarded accordingly in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that no demon will ever try to fight you. My prayer is that you will be elevated above your fears. You will get to the realms and the level where you really, really want to be. We are still in prayer and make sure that you are praying. Those of you that joined our broadcast yesterday, you know on Telegram. That is a very, very powerful platform that we have started a program there. Today, tonight at 9 p.m., we continue on our Telegram. If you haven't joined the Telegram, make sure you do so right now. Now, we are having a prophetic direction where each and every one of you needs to give an offering from your heart on that day, the 27th, um, specifically 27th. So we are finishing that offering on Friday, but it has to be from the 27th. I think today is the 27th. So if you are blessed and in the position to be a partaker of this particular uh, spiritual direction, kindly do so. And your life and destiny will never be the same. You will be amazed. Uh, just make sure that as you do the offering, you attach a prayer request. A prayer request. I pray for protection for everybody on this platform. I pray for protection for everybody on this platform right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, sort, sort, sort. Can you call me? Can you call the live stream right now? Sort. I don't know who is sort, but I feel led to talk to you. Sort. I feel led to speak to sort. Um, sort, are you here? All right. Cheryl, Cheryl, I see a journey ahead of you, okay? Cheryl, I see a journey ahead of you. You are going to get acquire, I don't know if it's a work permit or a visa. Which one do you want? Just a visa or a work permit? Which one do you want? Cheryl, which one do you want? A work permit or a visa? You want both. Okay, it is done. I'm seeing this thing is going to happen in Germany. And when you get there, a company is going to pick you up and do every documentation for you. Every documentation that you're looking for, so, um, Cheryl, is going to come to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Francine, I'm seeing the number 23. You need to pray towards that. The number 23. Number 23. Yeah, Gabo Shatayana. 23. This is very serious. 23. I see the number 23. 23 is happening. There is something happening in the atmosphere. Francis, I see the number 23. Nothing is going to stop that. The power of God is released. How many of you enjoyed the broadcast today? 
you jesus i'm feeling the prophetic oil the prophetic anointing i'm not sure if it's because of that so i'm going to repeat this message later on today um later on today and those of you that have not shared my new video on tiktok go and share it right now go and share it right now go and share it right now my new video on tiktok um go and share it so that it can trend let's i'm going to post another video today um at 7 p.m ghana time i'm going to post another video just make sure you are there to um help us push it to the people that needs to hear hilda how are you hilda hilda i see a smile coming in your family between you and your husband that is coming a miracle i've not seen you in a long time hilda i hope you're okay where is mr trocos is he is he around is he around i'm seeing a smile coming for him okay there's a smile god is going to cause him to smile is he here if mr trocos you are here call me right now let me speak prophetic word into your life okay i see a massive turnaround a massive massive turnaround in his life financially i'm seeing you two being blessed with a car i don't know who is going to give you the car but it's coming it's coming just be open your eyes both of you open your eyes eyes wider right open your eyes wider to be able to get this Andy, non dumiso. Andy, Andy, how are you doing? Andy, you dreamt about it. Oh, more fire. There, it is coming. Um, I think tonight after my my Telegram broadcast, I will be doing TikTok. I don't know if I have. I don't really. The TikTok platform is becoming a bit toxic. Um, so it's really stressful if i have to go there i love this type of places even though there's a few people here but you get to have so many better things here andy are you here andy are you still here andy are you still here i want to pray for you i pray for protection for you i pray uh, andy i want you to be discreet if you are here confirm so that i can prophesy I'm not going to talk a lot. Um, it's going to be. Okay. <sighs> My God. Uh, I'm just hoping that Andy's call will connect. But Andy, listen to me. I need you to be discreet. Okay. Uh, for the perfect. If you haven't spoken about things to anybody. Don't tell uh, people. Do you understand? I between me and you, I believe you know what I'm talking about. Andy, if you if you are here, if you can hear me, pay attention to what I'm saying. You can probably hang up and call back again. Uh, don't be too over excited and share your things with people too much. Okay? 
you wait for the first three months to be over. You get what I'm saying? Wait for after three months, then you can start talking. Even that, you need to be careful. Don't do things like others. You know, there are people, they want to show their excitement on social media. They want to do things. Yours is different because I know exactly what God told me about you. And the type of prayer, the level of prayer I prayed. And it was like, it was as if you gave me a job to do, Andy, I'm telling you. Because I was so focused on making sure that this happens. So I'm not joking. Take what I'm saying very serious. That you keep things as discreet as possible. And if you, if God has blessed you and you have the means to take part in this particular uh, September giving, I, be, I believe that those of you that are members of my ministry from South Africa, you know what I'm talking about. In our church, every 20th September, we do a special offering that ushers us into the next year. Very powerful. People that do it, they never fail in anything. Even though this year, I forgot to announce it. I don't know what happened, but uh, we can do it on the 27th. If you're here, you can be a part of it. But Andy, if you heard me, take my words very serious. Don't be scared. But this is what I'm telling you that you need, we need to protect your interest. Okay? We need to protect your interest. We need to protect you from uh, the virus. And I pray that nothing is going to stop you. Andy, you are protected. You are guided. You are heavily protected. In the name of Jesus Christ. George, where are you watching from? George, where are you listening from? George, where are you listening from? Esther Ekula, God bless you. George, I'm praying for you, George. I'm not sure if you have plans to enter into ministry. George, do you have plans to enter into ministry, George? Because I am seeing like an eagle, an eagle um, on your shoulder. Okay? On your shoulder, an eagle on your shoulder. And it stands for the prophetic eyes. God wants to open your eyes, George. And the problem is that you are being fought by familiar spirits from your family, okay? They are just frustrating your soul just to make sure that you do not get what God has said you get. Now, spiritually, I am seeing a new dimension of success coming for you, George, in terms of your spiritual life. A new dimension of success coming for you in terms of your spiritual life. Nobody is going, oh my God. George, are you working, George? Are you working? I don't know why I am seeing like a bird that is eating. Like he's eating so many things from your hands. Okay? So if you are working, okay, you said you are working. If you are working, it, uh, it, it gets hard to put anything together. It's very difficult to put money together. You don't know what happens to the money. You are not able to save. You don't know what is happening. Is it true? Is it true? Yeah. But I'm praying for you from today. A shift has taken place. God's protection has come for you. Nobody is going to stop you from succeeding. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that may God help you.
Lily. Lily, are you here? Lily, are you here? Lily, are you here? Lily, I'm seeing like an angel putting something like a perfume. Spraying it on you, Lily. And I'm asking God, what does this mean? Do you know that in the realms of the spirit, everybody have a spiritual smell? Yeah. Do you see, do you know people that are really stingy with God? Like who think that their money belongs to them? Um, there is a particular spiritual smell. And people that are very um, good with doing the things of God, going to church, praying, um, supporting ministries. They also have a certain spiritual fragrance. They smell like an incense, a very powerful one. And what happens is that it puts you in a position of no limit. I pray that greater things are coming for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that success is going to come for you. Now, I pray that your fragrance, your spiritual fragrance is going to change. In the name of Jesus, everyone on this platform, may God grant you the grace to have spiritual, proper spiritual fragrance. In the name of Jesus. Libra katura rashi tedebidi akara. Mm. Ancient of days. Oh my God. You know, God has given me a very special grace for marriage. Okay. I received that mantle last night. Marriage. People here that wish to be married. Um, you are in a relationship or things are not going well in your relationship today. I'm giving you the opportunity to text me, send me a message on WhatsApp. I'm going to work on it. You having complications in your marriage and you want things to change. Send me a message. I will give you the prophetic direction. And there is going to be a change, a shift in your life. The grace has come. Now I'm going to be praying for you today. I'm going to spend time to pray for people that are taking part in the offerings just make sure that you join this prophetic offering and seeding and god bless you um my time is up uh, mr trocos i did answer andy i did answer your call but it didn't go through but i don't know why guys God richly bless you. I love you guys so much. I honestly appreciate you for coming. So on popular request and demand, uh, I'll be playing the audio again later. God bless you. I love you. Peace. Shalom. Bye-bye.